0: This is a Woodside Church podcast. Good morning, Woodside Church. It's great to be with you again this Sunday morning. Uh, If you don't know me, my name is Martin Tibbet. I lead the team here at Woodside Church based in Bedford. So I welcome you if you're part of the Woodside family. also welcome you if you don't normally look into us. Maybe this is the first time or the first few times, whether you're in Bedford, the UK, or maybe in other nations as well. I know friends from other nations check in from time to time. So it's great to have you with us. You are very, very welcome. And we pray and we trust that God will bless you today. Now, what I'd like to do is talk about a subject that Uh, It's been close to my heart over recent weeks. And I guess it begins with uh, recognising that there's much debate at the moment around what it will be like when we come out of lockdown. And when will we actually come out of lockdown? And when will things begin to be lifted? When will areas begin to be relaxed? Some are saying, well, when will we get back to normal? And what will be the new norm? Now, these are, of course, very important questions, questions that I'm asking and probably you are asking as well. But these lines of questions have began to make me think about other questions. So increasingly, I'm asking these sorts of questions. How will we be a different people or maybe a different church when we come out of lockdown? Will our priorities be different? Will our relationship with God be stronger or weaker? I have a friend who's a pastor and uh, he sums it up brilliantly this way. He said this to me this week. He said this, my prayer consistently has been that we will come out of this stronger than we went in as individuals and as churches. That's really helpful that we would come out stronger than we went in as individuals and as churches. One of the clear hopes, and it's been something that we've shared before, shared at the Vision Sunday a few months ago, although I realize a lot has happened since, is we talked about us growing in our relationship with God through prayer, that we would be more of a praying people, individually but also corporately together. That we will be stronger in prayer. It's interesting, when you think about the teaching of Jesus on prayer, we often uh, would go to uh, what we know as the Lord's Prayer, or the prayer that Jesus taught us. It's recorded in a number of places uh, in the New Testament. One of those places is in Luke 11. And the disciples come to Jesus and they say, Look, Jesus, please will you teach us how to pray? And his response begins with, well, first you dress, address God as our Father, our Father. And then he continues to teach about how to pray. It's just, it's the most famous prayer that's ever been prayed. But interestingly, after that, Jesus then continues and then talks about a theme. And the theme he's really focusing on is our persistence in prayer. And he does it by telling a story, a story of a friend who goes to his, goes to someone's house, to his friend's house overnight, during the night and begins to bang on the door. And Jesus tells this story that his friend only opens the door and lets him come in because of his persistence. Uh, He's banging on the door. He's saying, give me some bread, give me some food. And in the end, the friend opens the door and lets him in. Let me read these verses from Luke 11, verse 8, just to catch up to this story and how Jesus describes the meaning of this story. He says this, but I tell you this, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. Other uh, uh, versions of the Bible talk about endurance or, or boldness. But from the New Living Translation, talks about shameless persistence. And so Jesus not only teaches us how to pray in what we know as the Lord's Prayer, he then talks about our persistence in prayer, our shameless persistence. And so I really want to spend the time we've got this morning talking about persistence in prayer. That we would grow stronger in this as individuals and as a family together. And I've got four reasons why I think Jesus wants us to be persistent in prayer, particularly why he mentioned it in response to the question, how do we pray? The first would be this. Persistent prayer focuses your attention. Persistent prayer focuses your attention. You see, when you pray a prayer request over and over, It's not to remind God. It's not like God's got a a bad memory or his attention span isn't what it might be. No, no, we don't do it to remind God. He clearly doesn't need reminding of our prayers. The reason why we pray over and over is to remind you and to remind me the source of the answer and the source of all of our needs you see if prayer were were instantly answered then god would become almost like a, a vending machine we think well we'd like that and we'd like that and we'd like that please and so suddenly we the 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 relationship with god has been completely affected and prayer just becomes a wish list or let's say a vending machine Rick Juan puts it this way, if every time you prayed, you instantly got results, all you'd think about is the blessing. God wants you to think about the blesser. See, praying persistently, praying with endurance, praying boldly brings focus. It brings a focus to our attention. And we begin not only to be aware of what's on our heart that we're bringing to God, but we connect with him and our attention is focused on God. Recently, I found that as I drop off to sleep, if you found this, I'm sure probably many of us are experiencing something similar. I begin to think about my family and almost as I'm dropping off to sleep I begin to get almost uh, uh, concerning thoughts about the health and the well-being of my family Uh, and so every time that happens and it happens many nights I just begin to pray. I actually go through my family and pray for each member of my family almost it's become like a, a pattern it's something I've done regularly daily actually more than daily probably and persistently, I pray for each of them, every time when those sort of dark, pleasing thoughts comes in in light of the current situation we find ourselves in. But you know what happens when I do that is no longer am I thinking about, well, what if this happened?" And Lord, I hope that wouldn't happen. What happens is my focus goes from that place and begins to focus on God. And the more I do that, the more I'm persistent in that, the more I'm aware of who God is, the blesser, rather than seeking only for him to give a blessing. As I do that, as I keep knocking on the door, my focus moves away from any of those dark thoughts and as one's imagination can go on, to his beauty, to his power, his faithfulness. And his victory. Persistent prayer focuses our attention on him. Secondly, persistent prayer tests your faith. Persistent prayer tests your faith. Boy it does this. James in chapter 1, James had a way of, of saying things very frankly and uh, let's look at James chapter 1 verse 3. He says this, when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. You see, the only way you and I can grow our spiritual maturity is to have our faith tested. One of the ways that God is going to test your faith and my faith is by delaying some answers to our prayers but what happens when when the answers are delayed i can tell you what, our endurance grows our patience grows our reliance on god grows our relationship with god grows and our faith grows as we are persistent in prayer it tests your faith it tests your faith but your faith grows your dependence on him grows. Our relationship with him becomes stronger and stronger. Thirdly, persistent prayer prepares your heart for the answer. Persistent prayer prepares your heart for God's answer. See, when you make a request to God, God almost always wants to answer in a bigger and better way than you have prayed, just think about that whatever pray you may be praying almost always God wants to answer in a bigger and better way than you have prayed that's what the Bible teaches in Ephesians three chapter twenty uh, chapter three verse twenty says this: God can do much much more than anything we can ask or Imagine. Now, I pray some big prayers sometimes, but this encourages me to pray even bigger prayers. And in fact, the more I I, uh, pray to God, the more I am persistent in my prayers. God does something in my heart and my vision is no longer limited by what's inside me. I get caught up in who God is and he does something in my heart. And my prayers become bigger as a result. Persistent prayer prepares your heart for the answer. And fourthly and lastly, persistent prayer is the source for power. Persistent prayer is the source for power. There's a... A remarkable story recorded in Mark chapter 9. It's a story of when there was a father and a young boy and this young lad uh, had been tormented by an evil spirit. He was sick as a result and the disciples uh, were seeking to, to, to drive out the evil spirit in order to see him healed. That's the story that we are told. But the disciples come to a place where they cannot Drive out the evil spirit. And so the father turns to Jesus and Jesus then drives out the evil spirit and the, the young boy is healed. Uh, and it's an amazing story where Jesus demonstrates something to his disciples. In fact, afterwards we see that the disciples come in a, in a private place and, and ask Jesus, well, why did that happen? Why could we not do what you did? And this was the answer that Jesus gave in Mark 9 verse 28. He says this, after Jesus had gone indoors his disciples asked him privately why couldn't we drive it out he replied this kind can come out only by prayer see jesus is referring to a lifestyle of prayer a lifestyle of persistent prayer a lifestyle of prayer that of prayer that that, that means that there's a relationship with his father in heaven. That means that from that place and being in God's presence, that that uh, the believer experiences a power that is from God and not from himself. It's amazing that the disciples uh, had actually been told that all, they had all authority to drive out evil spirits. But it's like the disciples were taking for granted the power that had been given to them. And they were no longer depending on a prayerful life, a persistent prayerful life. And their failure showed their lack of prayer. See, when we're persistent in prayer and when we come to God and we're in his presence, that's a place where we can be equipped again to be used by God again, to be empowered by him again for whatever next He has for us. Persistent prayer brings focus, brings our focus and attention to God. Persistent prayer tests our faith. Persistent prayer prepares your heart for the answer, for God's answer. And you catch hold of what God has for that moment. And persistent prayer is the source of power. I was speaking to my good friend, Adrian Horner, uh, this week. And I said to Adrian, if you don't know Adrian Horner, he's uh, uh, based at a church in Kettering, Open Door Church. He's a pastor. He's also a prophet. He's a great friend of ours. And I I love talking to Adrian and just just teasing out for him what he feels God is stirring him in. And I said, Adrian, what do you feel God is saying to us right now? And this is what he said. He said this. He felt... God is calling the church to sow. It's a season of sowing. God is calling us to sow in prayer and in love. The result will be a big harvest. I found that so helpful that this is the time of sowing, sowing, a season of sowing in love, in love, how we love others around us, but also season of sowing in prayer. And the promise is is there's a big harvest. There's a world that desperately needs to know a saviour today. And there's a stirring, uh, as I'm sure many of us are aware, of people asking questions in a way that they've never asked before. But for now, we must be sowing in love, but also in prayer. I really, really want us to come out of this Period of lockdown, stronger than we went in. Stronger in love, yes, but particularly for me, uh, I feel God is underlining that we would be stronger in prayer. I pray that you and I would be those that are persistent with prayer and would learn so much from God as we call out to Him regularly for all kinds of things. Well, that's it from me. Uh, keep praying. Keep loving, keep sowing, and uh, God bless you. I hope you have a great week, and we will see you real soon. You've been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.